News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sakota, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next 30 minutes or so. In the studio, we've got Chuck Crosby. The Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Chuck, good to have you here this Sunday morning. Good to see you. Also, Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service, 357-0813. They hire veterans. They're the number one Home Team Inspection Service in the country. Great people. Great Do a great job. 357-0813. In fact... The three of us have all used in the studio uh, home team inspection service. So yes, I guess we, we will continue to do so. Yes, thank yes, you very will. much. Yep. We appreciate the business. So, and then coming up a little later, and my son Greg, by the way, okay. uh, Greg, oh, and the, Instagram, uh, Instagram at Weasel. No there you go. I'm Instagram, here. go to at Weasel. At Greg? Just no, at Weasel. You can look up Greg Sokolo. There's lots of ways, but what are, you th- what are you saying? Well, I'm just thinking maybe you should just go by the name at Greg. At Greg, it's, not it's already, already taken. taken. Yeah, that's the yeah. problem. I'm trying. I'm trying. Trust me. For your real name. Oh, for <laughs> Change it. Ah, Change it. The legally, huh? I'll be the first one on that. The new marketing technique. So coming up a little later on in the show, the top 10 most expensive mistakes you're making on your home. Top 10 mm-hmm. most expensive mistakes making on your home. We have a special show here. So here's the say. Yeah, we're bringing this over, rolling this in. Yeah. So this is a, we started this last week. And here's what the premise is. I was out in uh, Arizona uh, mastermind for Remax top agents in the country. And so we're sitting around talking and we're talking about some of the problems that we've dealt with over the past year or so. And it occurs to me that here are real life problems and let's bring those back and test our experts to see how they would handle them. And Greg, we're throwing you in the mix on this one. I'm here. So what we'll do is we've got a couple here that I want you to hear and uh, we'll see what our people say after we hear from these great agents around the country. My name's Stephanie Deeds. I'm with oh. Remax Associates of Arlington in Texas. I was representing a buyer who was purchasing new construction, and it was between two properties that were already existing. And one of the owners on either side of it came out and told us, hey, you know, there's a lawsuit on this property, right? So we went straight to the builder, said, please tell us what the problem is. And he said, no, 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 no. This, there's no lawsuit. There's a disagreement, right? No lawsuit, not a lawsuit. Yeah, all right. So Stephanie has a buyer. They want to buy new construction. And the, someone says, we've got, a, we've got a problem. There's a lawsuit on the, uh, the property. Where do we go from there in your mind? Well, first off, if he says it's a disagreement, not a lawsuit. That's, not a lawsuit yet. <laughs> that's pretty easy to verify. I can get on my phone and find out immediately if it, if there's a lawsuit filed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a lawsuit filed, well, then we need to figure out what the actual um, underlying issue is and whether or not it creates a title issue, or which means we would have to get it taken care of prior to closing. So... In your mind, do you believe the builder that it's an issue? Where would you suggest that the buyer go from there? When it comes to title, I don't believe anybody. I believe the the records in the county clerk's office and the uh, uh, the courthouse. Uh, that's what I believe. Um, if there is a lawsuit, I will know about it. I will be able to find it. It's find that, that simple. And if you try and hide a lawsuit that mm-hmm. affects title, I will find it. But, and the lesson to take away from this, folks, is... 
if you get even a sniffle in the wind that yeah. there's a problem, yeah. you need to contact an attorney Absolutely. like Chuck who's going to go after this. Well, yeah, you, it's easy to find. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if there isn't a lawsuit, well, uh, the whole idea of, of uh, our recording system is what you know or what you should have known. So if you're standing next to somebody who says, oh, yeah, the, you know, there's this lawsuit out here on this. Well, you just got actual knowledge, not just constructive knowledge. You got actual knowledge. So you have to run it down. So let's find out what happened with Stephanie and her client. So anyway, we um, are working with the buyer and their attorney trying to make sure that they're protected. So what we needed to do was ask for a um, release of liability, basically, so that if we did move forward in this purchase of this home and the neighbors had an issue and the lawsuit continued to, if the lawsuit did come to fruition, that they would be protected. Um, So finally... Four days before closing, we get a release of liability from the builder that they're willing to sign, naming the lawsuit number. Uh-huh. How about that? Yeah. There was a lawsuit. I, I don't even know that I would go with that, with the release of liability. Um, an indemnification is what we call that. If you have the builder saying, well, I'll indemnify you against anybody, you know, whatever in this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Well, what if he goes out of business prior to yeah. a judgment being rendered? What, what use yeah. is he? Plus the fact, uh, since I technically represent the lenders in any kind of uh, closing. closing where there's mm-hmm. a loan involved, you have to let your client know about this. And if there's a lawsuit on the property, they're not going to lend money. So do you think, was the buyer okay going forward at this point based on what this agent did? You know, I I, I think I wouldn't have taken an, an indemnification on that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so... Buyers, beware that not everything you're told is yeah. is always it, it the truth. It depends on the issue. I mean, if it's a you know neighbor suing him saying, "Hey, uh, you know, you charge me too much or a monetary interest," I would probably get an indemnification from all the parties, not mm-hmm. just the mm-hmm. the the builder, but also the plaintiffs. You get all the parties involved. Well, then then you got something to play with. Got it. All right. If you want to see some of the videos we produce for our sellers and buyers, you can head to LouisvilleHomesTV.com. Or if you specifically want to see what uh, sellers are saying, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Or buyers, you want to see what buyers are saying, LouisvilleBuyersTalk.com. If you want to see our reviews, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. Back to my friends out in the great state of Arizona and this one, and Brad, this is up your alley. Okay. This is my buddy Robert. Robert Little, Remax Advantage, out of Henderson, Nevada. During a home inspection, uh, there were some items that a buyer found on one of my listings, and uh, they submitted a repair request. We had them fixed. He went back over there to inspect the items and said the air conditioning uh, was rattling uh, very loudly, and that was one of the items that we fixed. So I called the AC guy, and he said it was already rattling prior. The air conditioner is fixed. It works fine. And he, the air conditioning contractor went over there the next day after they submitted the repair request. So it was already loud. He fixed the items that the, that the buyer requested, uh, but the buyer's agent felt that the, the, uh, the noise was a new issue when really it wasn't. So... Just know yeah. this happens quite a bit, and it may not be an air conditioning problem with a rattle, but right. something comes up afterwards. Your thoughts on that, Brent? Yeah, so you know, every air conditioning is installed a little bit differently, and each system is a little bit unique. 
sounds to a buyer, someone who's not familiar with the home, it may be almost um, amplified to them mm-hmm. because they're not familiar with the sound. After you live in the house for a little while, you don't even hear it anymore. We we see this happen at times. Um, our inspectors will pick up on on different sounds that it's it's really just telling you you know it's more of an issue about you know maybe a loose panel it might be just you know ductwork that's rattling and maybe you know some whistling because of of a clogged filter it i don't know exactly what type of sound you're you we're talking about here but when you're talking about loud systems usually that's just a an older system uh-huh. or a a, a base model system I'll, I'll say that the the higher end models tend to be a little bit quieter uh, they run uh, at lower uh, operating speeds, so those are always going to be quieter in a house that's something that is running wide open, uh, no matter whether it's trying to cool or trying to heat. So uh, sound is very, very much a subjective measure. Got that. Let's find out what happened with Robert and the noisy HVAC problem. When the inspector went back over there to reinspect, he found it was just a loose screw yeah. on the condenser, and he tightened right. it up, and it's fine, so right. everything's good now, and we're closing Perfect. That was great. Yep. So, uh, and if someone, even right now, listening, mm-hmm. they go outside, they hear a rattling, it may not be a serious problem. And it may right. be something as simple. Before you call a repair person uh, to try a screwdriver yeah. and tighten? Uh, yeah, you, you could. I mean, you, those those screws will loosen up. Yeah. Uh, they pop out. You'll see the holes on the uh, on the compressors out there. The other thing is, is he said that the technician had already been out there once. So it yeah. sounds like he missed it the first time, but it was an easy fix. And, and oftentimes it is. Yeah. A very simple fix. We see, and this is on a regular basis, we will see someone go out to do a inspection or walkthrough mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. inspection just before closing. Greg, this I suspect this has happened um, to you. I know it's happened to our myself and other agents. You go back out there, and the buyer that you're representing all of a sudden sees a problem that wasn't originally seen in sure. the walkthrough or in the, the, the initial, initial inspection and the time that the buyer was there. Have you seen that where that has happened in case and now you've got a problem where the buyer doesn't want to close? Oh, yeah. And we would always recommend not not to close and, and make sure the, the issue is remedied, especially if it's something that was needed to be on a report or if it was something the inspector missed or something that could potentially be grounds for not closing. We're not just going to say don't no. close mm-hmm. because – you know, it's there's a, there's a piece of dirt on the carpet or a leaf or whatever the case may be, but yes, substantial. So, so legally, substantial. So low. So let's let's just put this to bed here, Chuck. Legally, if there is a problem that needs to be fixed, is there something in the contract that or that you can draw up in an addendum that survives the closing that will force the seller to perform whatever action needs to be done after the closing takes effect? Well, there's. I don't know that I'm going to put it to bed for you because whenever we talk about something like this, it's going to be what would a reasonable man do or person. Um, The fact of the matter is, first off, it's going to have to be substantial. I mean, in just general case law is if there's a latent or patent defect to the house and you don't know about it and you haven't been told about it, even if the seller doesn't know about it, sometimes you can still get things uh, walked back or be liable for it or have closings uh, um, you know, reversed, but, uh, um, yeah, if, if a person says they're going to do a certain thing, I, I wouldn't close until they've done until it. They've done it. Yeah, okay. Until they've done it. I mean, cause afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, you can put up your little agreements that say, yeah, I'll do this, I'll do that. But you know, 
Yeah, how do you force them to yeah, do it after no, they're done? There's and, nothing legally is what you're saying. And like I, I said, uh, as I've said many times, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you may have a winning argument, but if, in, in real estate at least, if you're in court, you've already lost because you're paying attorneys, yeah. your time is being taken up, you've got the issue already. Uh, so uh, just get it fixed for your clothes. Got it. We've got one more left on this group from out in Arizona. This is Jason. My name is Jason Daniels, uh, broker owner of Remax Millennium, Colorado Springs, Colorado. We had a client who didn't disclose that their house had been raided by the federal government. And we listed it, and we got a week out before closing and found out there was a cloud on the title from the federal government. Hello, we got a problem. Yeah, we'll know about those kind of things well before it. In Kentucky, it's a, uh, not uncommon to find oh. a million-dollar lien from the feds on a piece of property. Because what they do is, if you've been uh, growing that marijuana or other uh, that was last week. pharmaceutical <laughs> or recreational yeah. pharmaceuticals uh, dealing with it, they will, and you're convicted, they will determine what the street value was, how much you made. Then they'll file liens for the income that you did not then report based on uh, all no, that no, other no. stuff. Okay, that's what it so is. We'll, yeah. we'll find a mobile home. I remember this one. We, found a, we were doing a mobile home on a small lot in eastern Kentucky with $3 million worth of federal liens on it. Uh, Grow up. Yeah. (laughs) But that's all. They they file those things. Uh, You pick it up with a title exam. All right. right. Well, hope you enjoyed those. We're going to go take some phone calls in just a couple of moments. Uh, You can reach and or leave a message for us for our show uh, and leave a question, 252-1890. In the studios here, Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service, 357-0813. Also, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, and you can reach Chuck at 499-6360, and my son Greg, Greg at uh, Instagram at We Sell Louisville, and you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. 
So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Bob Sekuller here in the studio with you. And uh, with regard to the guaranteed sale program that uh, Barbara is talking about, it's very simple. Simply send me a uh, a call, email. You can reach me. Come out, list it, sell it. Never any extra charges. You can always cancel whenever you want with our guaranteed sale program. You can reach me at 376-5483. So in the studio, Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service, 357-0813. Chuck's Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. My son, Greg, you can reach him at Instagram, at We Sell Louisville. And me and, you know, where you can reach me. Now, before we took the break, we never answered that uh, what Jason ended up doing with the cloud on the title. So let's find out what, in fact, happened with Jason. Uh, the client was apparently allegedly charged with... Uh selling drugs and guns out of the house. Uh, The client claimed it was a vacation property and that it was not them that was doing it after we confronted them. So really it wasn't resolved, but we had a great title company that got in in touch with the uh, DEA's office, I believe in Kansas or Oklahoma, and and said, hey, we have a buyer. I know you're going to take this property, but how about we just keep this moving forward? And they said, no, it's evidence. Whoops. So... Yeah. We definitely pull an O&E on every property now before we list it. O&E is? Ownership and encumbrance report. That? A title exam from title Colorado. Title exam from, yeah. yeah. From, yeah. yeah. It, and it's not, that kind of stuff might not necessarily pop up in a title exam. It, we had one where uh, we were doing a closing on a local bar, uh, and uh, they had been raided, and they, you know, guns and drugs and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, you automatically know if there's drugs involved, there's the possibility of a confiscation or a forfeiture. And uh, you get on Pacer, you pull the docs, there it is. You know, it may not be something that they actually do, but it's something they can do. Interesting. So, mm. you know, you don't take a step further without getting the uh, feds involved. And when they're involved, there's yeah. very little way to get around yeah, that. No. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. All right. The top uh, 10 most expensive mistakes you are making on your home. So uh, number one, gentlemen, uh, using traditional light bulbs. And we've talked about this, yeah. but changing over to LEDs mm-hmm. really will help save money. Over the lifespan, an incandescent bulb can use 180 bucks worth of electricity. That uh, CFL that the government tried to make us all use We'll use 41 bucks worth of electricity over the same time period. But even better is the LED light bulb, which uses $30 over its lifetime. So you're saving a lot of money. Can you still get regular incandescent bulbs? Yeah, somewhere maybe you can. The lower lower wattages. Okay, I couldn't find any. Ignoring a leaky faucet uh, drips one drop per second can waste more than 3,000 gallons of water per year, which is enough water to take more than 180 showers. 
uh, unless you're in my house, in which case it's maybe half that. Well, I, <laughs> with, I, with my wife's longer showers. I yeah. always remember the old Brady Bunch uh, where they uh, they went to the uh, Grand Canyon and they're looking over the Grand Canyon and one of the kids quips, uh, "This is why Mom tells us to turn off the water completely." Uh, Grand Canyon. Water dripping. Water dripping. Going through. Okay, okay. It's Brady Bunch. Coming. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Using the wrong air filter size, Brett, I would suspect yeah. that this is not a good thing to do the wrong filter size. Yeah, you, you definitely don't want to use the wrong filter size. It's not going to be efficient for anybody, and you're just going to have air leaks yeah. uh, going all over the place, or it's just not going to trap any dirt at all and just run it through the system. Also, not customizing the temperatures. They'll get a, a programmable thermostat. Yeah. Uh, not adjusting air vents properly, which is kind of a new one. That be, to the... be careful with those adjustable thermostats. I've yeah. said it on the show before. A lot of uh, new uh, geothermal units, especially in my neighborhood, um, setbacks are very important to keep close, especially with geothermal. You do not want the setbacks to be a far range because the system itself will then have to make up that heat. And the, mm-hmm. the, the energy it's going to cost to bring that heat level back up you in, lose. in a geothermal specifically, right. you're going to end up losing energy and your bills are going to be way higher. So be careful with, with those types of things. Now, adjusting air vents or tuning a house is really important as well because you could be very cold on the upstairs floors and very warm on the bottom floors. And when you go up at night, so you're turning the air up uh, or the heat up at night to heat the upstairs floors if you're able to tune them. So you turn up or down, depending upon where the problem is, the amount of flow that's coming through by just moving the vents. Am I correct, Brett, mm-hmm. on that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a lot of people will adjust it that way. The HVAC guys will tell you that as long as the the unit is properly sized for the house, mm-hmm. you can make those adjustments. We had the guys come back into my house actually, and they readjust, mm-hmm. they redirected airflow. They they threw in some, uh, I believe they're dampers or uh-huh. the dampers, yeah, dampers. that that you can we can adjust throughout the season mm-hmm. um, down in the basement. So that's a good yeah. uh, good thing, especially as well. in basements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you don't I want to dump cold air down there. No, no. problem. Don't overwater your lawn. Of course, this time of year, hopefully you're not doing that. But when you're programming uh, the sprinkler systems, come on early in the morning uh, for hours for the optimum lawn health. It can be a problem if they're overwatering, never around to see what you're actually watering. So a broken sprinkler head also could be causing a foundation yeah. problem. So that adds to it. I used to fix a lot of those at your old house. I'm yeah, no kidding. It's no fun. Water heater temperature set too high. I mean, that mm-hmm. also is goes hand in hand. I mean, that really, if you set it up too high, it could not only scold you, but... Uh, it's burning a lot of uh, juice, whether it's electric or gas. Yeah, it is, and it's very dangerous. Yeah. Paying a handyman, here's a good tip. Don't pay a handyman for a job that is simple enough to do yourself. If you're unsure of how to do something, look up the video tutorials on YouTube because they are out there. They are. You can do these simple tasks. And finally, ignoring curled shingles. It might be easy mm-hmm. to ignore the problems on your roof, but it will only lead to higher and bigger problems later, higher costs and bigger problems if you see possible issues like curling of the shingles on the edges with your roof, yeah. repair them as soon as possible because otherwise it could cost you a lot of money. A lot of water so can get under this. There you are. All right. We've got phone calls. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekola, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Kathy. Yeah. I moved into a new home in Bullock County several weeks ago, and then several weeks later I heard what I thought was a gunshot sound. When I went to investigate, I found my neighbor with a shotgun saying he shoots it in the air once a month to scare off would-be thieves. I didn't want to argue the logic with him, but I started thinking, is, is that legal? Once a month. If I call the police, uh, the neighbor mm. might think I turned him in. What mm. do I do? Yeah. Which is not good if he goes out and shoots just, off his say, but it, is, it is Bullet County. But you just, know, no. it's just no. Listen, I'm just saying. Oh, man. No, no, we no. like our, some people. 
are okay with guns here in Kentucky. Yeah, you you live too long up in New York City. Yeah, yeah no there's kidding. no guns up there. Yeah, yeah, right. So legally, what are we talking about? Um, it, it depends on the size of the lot. You know, some lots can be big enough where you can set up your own gun range out back. But uh, if he's just going out in a populated neighborhood and shooting something off up in the air, it's got to come down. Yeah, somewhere in uh, I actually actually found an uh, an AK round uh, down in front of the uh, courthouse. Uh, that's a, that's that's yeah. See, there's so a difference. Call that's the well, I, actually, there was a, a policeman right behind me when I I looked down, and there's a there's a slug on the ground. <laughs> Are you seeing this? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, buddy. He said, "Yeah, yeah, it was close to a holiday, and people were shooting off guns." Uh, it's like uh-huh. that round is come, gonna come, come down. down somewhere. So no, that sounds to me like uh, it could very easily be illegal. Interesting. Uh, but what, my, I, what, once a month, the is, there, is there people coming around? She's, what is like that? A, you know, every every month we just go out and remind everybody, I got a gun. Well, yeah. And then sometimes you end up like uh, the guy who, uh, what is it? He'd been vandalized a few times and then some kid comes to his door, knocks on it yeah. and runs yeah. off and, and he shoots him. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's scary world we're living in. Yeah. No kidding. I, I would at least call the cops if for no other reason. Just to get it on record. Yeah. Just get it on record. Yeah. If you are looking to build a home, hopefully in an area where they're not shooting off uh, shotguns, and this, I can tell you, will not be an area where that's happening, Claymont Springs in Oldham County offers gently rolling streets, a wide selection of flat, walkout, and treed lots with sidewalks, city sewers, underground utilities, and this just may be the place for you. Wonderful neighborhood to raise a family, Oldham County Schools, and immediate access to exit 70, or it's Interstate 71 and exit 14. And home sites are priced in the mid-60s and above. You want to call us or call your agent, and there are plenty of sites available that we've got listed. Again, the location is Claymont Springs, a great place to raise a family. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Karen. Yeah. My home inspector says the home has foundation problems. The home inspector put a golf ball down on one side of the house and it rolled to the other side. Mm. The seller says they will fix the problem, but I'm worried. What do I do? Okay, a good question. So, Brad, the foundation problems are always scary, but a rolling yeah. ball that goes to one side or the other? Uh, we've seen that at a time or two. We've seen lemons roll down kitchen counters. It's <coughs> it's not uh, that but, unusual. But a basement concrete floor is really not unusual. No, yet. basement concrete floors are just floating they're there in the dirt, so they're, they're always moving. But, yeah, if you're if you're on the main floor of a house and, and the golf ball roll from one to the other, the nice thing is is that everything can be fixed. The, the question is is what type of work is going to need How to – to be done to alleviate that that problem, it it may be something as simple as as lifting up you know one corner of the house. It may be a beam that's sagging because it doesn't have enough support uh, down in the basement. These are you know foundation specialists can can easily identify you know what the what the issues are. There's plenty of clues, you know cracks and and different things that will point to where the issues are, and it's just. Everything can be fixed. So, so I I would tell you though there's some things to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. One and Chuck, I would suggest I want to get your opinion. Whatever work is going to be done, have the seller do it prior to the buyer taking possession of oh, the home. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, you say absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not just. I know. To you I know. I know. Absolutely. Well, right. and well, that's the whole thing. I, you know, you get people coming to closing and and oh hey, you know the there's a. You know, big warp in the roof that they said they had fixed, and there's still a it's, warp in the roof. It's, yes. it's not like, fixed. No. Why? Why would you close? <laughs> Don't close. Don't close. So the next thing uh, that I would suggest is for the buyer to insist that the seller uses a well-known, reputable yeah. company. 
with and, a and lifetime put, warranty. And put that in mm-hmm. the uh, repair request. Yeah. So it, it, it amazes me how many times I see some, you know, realtors tend to write in shorthand in their head and, and, you know, they put it down on the paper and what they think they've written is not what they've written. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to say you have it fixed does not mean have a qualified, local, reputable, you know, whatever with receipts, et cetera. Uh, to have it fixed could be, you know, my buddy Jim Bob. Yeah, who, it can't uh, be done that yeah, way. Yeah. No, but and it needs to be a lifetime warranty against it happening again so that you're protected on all levels. And even, mm-hmm. you know, you might want to have an attorney like Chuck look at oh, look over the warranty to make sure that you're covered if something mm-hmm. else happens. Not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, then again, we were in Amsterdam not too long ago, and all the houses were literally, well, not all of them, but a good majority of them were at serious angles. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I kind of go back to yeah. your point, anything can be fixed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if a house in Amsterdam is, is leaning over like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And, is that because of the canals? You think that the water's undermining well, them? Well, no, it's, it's all from the, the whole area was underwater oh, at one point, yeah, so yeah. it's all kind of soft. Oh, and, you know, over. Glad we're not living there and an agent over there. That would be tough. All right, we are out of time, guys. It went fast. Oof. Our thanks to Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach him. Not only closings, uh, he can set up eviction. He does a lot of yeah, stuff for rent. If I don't do it, I yeah. know who does. And he has Wills. a fabulous mustache. Yeah, stop that. We must Wills, say. things like that. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of the Home Team Inspection Service. They hire veterans. We love them for that because it's given back to our vets. You can reach Brad and his crew at the 357-0813. He looks great with no mustache. Mustache. My son, Thank Greg, you. who's into mustaches these days, you can reach him on Instagram, <laughs> at we sell Louisville, And you can reach me anytime. <laughs> My phone is typically on 24-7. It is. You can reach me at 376-5483. We will see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.